Hey guys, this is Matt with the Great Romance Podcast, and today I have an extra special treat because you Great Romance fans love this dude. It's Jed Primero. Hi, Jed. Hey, Matt. Hey, everyone. Hi, people. How Hi. have you been, dude? You know, I've been I've been really good, really good. Uh, just uh, got back from. Uh, a trip for Ashlyn's birthday, my fiance, oh. and uh, yeah, we were uh, Beaver Creek. Fiance, no, you say? Yes, my fiance say mm-hmm. say. Yeah, what? Beaver Lake. Beaver That's Lake. Cool. That's where we were. And you are getting married, and let's say this because everyone's not stupid, uh, because of the virus and all of this stuff, it has thrown your marriage ceremony plans off a little correct that is correct and you are adjusting that is that is correct because uh our original date is actually at the time of this recording (laughs) sorry and you'll and you'll never know when that is we're not going to tell you yeah was Mm. this weekend yes i'm gonna keep it and then you don't know and people won't know when they try to crash your wedding in the future for wedding crashers to electric boogaloo yeah Yeah. and if they wanted to they couldn't because we're getting married in antarctica whoa the plans have really changed yep (laughs) they have they have indeed um so this is probably the way this is going to go because one thing about my dear friend jed uh is he is ridiculous and i mean that as a compliment Um, Thank you, Matt. And when I'm around you, I probably get more ridiculous, and we say things that make no sense. That is that is very true. That that is is very true. That's part of the beauty of our relationship. So, Jed, I'm going to jump into this, and as all of you know, I have questions to ask, and we usually get to one of them, and then it goes to 80 different areas. Um, So the first thing to talk about, because I think it's relevant, is how we met. Oh yeah, yeah. How we met. So let okay. let me say this part, and then you take it, okay? Okay. Sounds so good. I was in Nashville, um, Nash Vegas, which, by the way, they hate it when you call it that. Did you know that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I I did know that. <laughs> which makes it more fun to say. So I'm going to say it again, Nash Vegas, and uh, I was with uh, Chase, and he invited me to um, his church, the Belonging. By the way, is it the belonging, or do you call it the belonging company? Uh, I call it the belonging. I've always called it the belonging. Okay. But here's here's a little backstory behind that. They back in the day, yeah, uh, when they were starting the belonging, they're trying to figure out a name for the church. They wanted people to feel welcome and like they belong. Um, ah. And the thing about it was. When you think about the military and mm-hmm. when they call company, you know, like, oh. oh, it's the blah, 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 blah company. It, it's it's a, like a band of brothers or, you know, that you. Sort, of, sort of thing. And just like they wanted to have a company of the belonging company. So anybody that came belonged and were part of this group of people uh, that just naturally belonged because they were part of that company. That actually makes way more sense. And since we're going down this road, because uh, I think people might be interested, so it's it's basically a church for for musicians that play in Nashville because originally was Tuesday the only 
worship service night? Yes, it was yeah. Tuesday Tuesday night. Uh, just because everyone was on the road, right, playing music, and so no one really had a home church to go to. They'd get back from the road late at night Sunday, or even Monday. Um, most of the time Monday, um, yeah. and then they they just missed church completely. So it and made so, it made sense to have yeah. it at night, and just to play the name drop game because uh, it's fun to do. Um, <laughs> so uh, name some people that attended that that you know. Carrie attended. Carrie Job. Yep. Carrie Job. Cody Carnes. Uh, Danny Goki. Uh, let's see. Lauren Daigle. Lauren Daigle. The Dags. What's f- yeah, the Dags. Funny yeah. thing about the Dags is, uh, people are like, "Oh, he just—that's Lauren Daigle." I'm like, "Cool. Who's Lauren Daigle?" Like, <laughs> I I didn't know who she was. Uh, I just saw her as this flower child. Uh, hippie type personality very sweet very, i'm glad you just sweet. said that because i was having a conversation about her the other day and someone also we were we were talking about i look i told you this is what happens we start talking and then we jump um oh it's good but we were, were talking about just perception of people and music and and just you know like you and i know this and we'll get into this a little bit more too um i would love to say as you would as well everyone in christian music is super nice and friendly and down to earth um, that's not always the case. Uh, that is true. I don't think you and I have, I think we both have more good experiences than bad experiences. That so, is, that is correct. Okay. Yes, so I think that's that, good. I would agree. And mm-hmm. we were trying to describe, um, so like I, I met Carrie once, um, and that was, uh, on a run because Ryan, our friend Ryan Norman is friends with Cody Carnes, her husband, and we were going to Florida and, um, they were playing uh, on the Outcry tour, I think, with like Hillsong and something some people. like that. Yeah. And so he got us tickets, and we went. And then afterwards, like you know, he's like, "Hey, I want to at least say hi to Cody." So we went up, and <laughs> and Graham Beckler. I wish I would have said this story with Graham because he was on. <laughs> Graham is another drummer, and as all all drummers in the Great Romance know, you never meet each other because you play the same instrument. One hundred percent. You just hear stories, and I always wonder, like, you know, you were, was it like two years that you were playing with us, like, pretty much every gig? Was it like a two-year span? Yeah, about two years. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, other people weren't playing because it was Jed's gig first and foremost. And so, I'm sure this sometimes happens. Like, I'm tired of hearing about Jed, or you know. Jeez, I, I get it. Graham's the greatest studio musician, or you know, all that oh, stuff. That's hilarious. And so that's good stuff. So Graham was with us, and uh, we went, and so Ryan and Chase were kind of talking to Cody, and then what's what's Lauren Daigle's drummer's name? I don't even know. I can't remember, but he also drummed at the Belonging. I remember that. It's Austin somebody. Oh, Austin Davis. Yeah, that's it, Austin Davis. And yeah. so um, they were talking to them, and so Graham and I were just kind of left on the side. So we started having a conversation with Carrie. Nice. And, and I think I've told you this before. But she's like, so what band are y'all with? She was really sweet. And I said, you know, we're at the Great Road. She goes, are you, are you guys? I go, yeah, we're passing through. Um, We're going to Florida. And she's like, where were y'all last week? And we were actually with you. Do you remember when we played YFC camp in Iowa? 
the the two week camp yes. of of corn and things. Um, yes. So I just been with you, and I said, well, we were actually just in Iowa for like two weeks playing a camp, and she goes, Iowa. I don't believe I've ever played in Iowa. And I'm thinking, like, you're Carrie Job, haven't you played everywhere? And yeah. she goes, well, I have played in Ohio. That's pretty much the same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and every time I tell this story, it gets more dramatic because Graham did, you know that reaction that you have when you don't know what to say and you kind of make, like, a noise? And so, you know, you might, like, go, ah. Like that, like yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. So totally. great. So Graham kind of went. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he didn't right. know what to say, and I. It's the funniest thing. Oh my gosh! And I and I was like, yeah, I guess they're both flat. That was the only thing I could think to say. And she's like, yeah, I think they are. So yeah, they, they're they're both pretty flat. That's we can go with that. All of that. Let's stick with that. All of that to say to come back to 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 Lauren Daigle. That's how most people who I know who have met her, they describe her as she's like a flower child. They're like, no, she's like, she's like a hippie. Um, She's really sweet. And she's just kind of like, yeah, I don't really care about stupid things. So that's... Yes, 100%. Okay. And she, and the cool thing is like, I met her during setup. Oh, okay. So like, this is, that's another really cool thing about the belonging is, you know, if you're not on the like service side, like the servant team Mm -hmm. or the... Uh, dream team or whatever it's called mm-hmm. I can't even remember what it's called I've been gone for a while mm. but um, essentially you set up you tear down all that kind of stuff and you you get to meet all the all the volunteers and yeah. um, and so it's just like yeah when it, uh, I think she was uh, yeah setting up chairs okay so Lauren, Logan Daigle's Lauren Daigle setting, setting up chairs yeah you heard so, it here first folks yeah it was it was pretty cool I shook her hand and was just like, okay, cool. Hi, nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was it. Like, Sweet. That was it. And and wouldn't you say, I know we're still talking about when we first met, but wouldn't you say that that's part of the allure to the belonging is like they just kind of want to be normal. Like that's their church service. Yeah, you know? totally. It's not 100%. let's sign autographs. Let's. I think they frown upon that. Yeah, it humanizes the individuals that go to and attend the church like it's it's true the reason why they're 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 making an impact with mm. people is because of just the leadership that they have in place right and just the amount of just like i'm just here to help and and serve god and and be present that that's what i'm here to do yeah that and they're, that they're just people they're just people 100 <laughs> yeah. percent and I think that, you know, you living in Nashville, how long did you live in Nashville? I lived in Nashville for two years. Okay. And and I think the more that you're around that and, you know, like Chase and all those guys, uh, you do just find out that they're just people who have had some success uh, and they were in the right place at the right time and God honored that. But at, at the end of the day, they're just dudes and ladies and you know, that's, I mean, I, I, I get it. Trust me. Um, I, I still will get a little, I don't get starstruck. I don't think you do either. Um, no, not really. It's because I think we just kind of go, well, like, you know, I'm doing what you're doing. The difference is you have a hundred, yeah, you have a hundred thousand fans and I have three. 
Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but I don't think it's, you know, so a- anyway, I say all that say, uh, so I went to church that night with, with Chase, not at all thinking, I think I'll probably meet a drummer or, or a musician or a buddy like Jed. And who did he introduce us to you? Uh, yeah. Did Cause he... I just, I'd met Chase like maybe one or two times prior to that. Yeah. And he, cause he was new to the church as well. And so he invited Matt and then I went with my roommates who moved from Phoenix. Right. So like I, I was in Phoenix, moved to Nashville and then I ended up going to the belonging, um, one night and then Chase introduced me to Matt and, uh, yeah, we were just talking. And we never talked about music or what you were there for for most of the conversation do you remember Correct. that yeah yeah because like i i wasn't gonna be that guy that was just like oh yeah uh i yeah. moved out here to play music yeah. and uh that's yeah be- so now i'm here i play drums you're not so that's because you're not me you're a better person <laughs> <laughs> no matt you are an amazing man matt's always looking for the opportunities he's always looking for the business card pass <laughs> Hey, but that but that's that's also a thing. Like yeah, it's, it's important. Yeah. Like there's a level of understanding and knowing the right time to show your cards. Yeah, and and that was what was cool about you though was at the very end of the conversation, I said, "Hey, man, by the way, you know what do you do?" I think it was literally oh, yeah. like that, and you're like, "Well, I'm actually a drummer," and at the time, uh, our drummer Colin, I knew was leaving at the end of the year. And so mm, it was just weird because right. you were like, hey, did you have to run out to your car to get a business yeah. card? Yeah, I did. Yes. I, I yeah. specifically ran out. I was like, oh, sweet. First yeah. potential gig. <laughs> so like I was just like, heck yeah, let's freaking go. Little did you know yes. that it wouldn't be glamorous. <laughs> hey, it was amazing. It we was did, amazing. We did have a good time. And in fact, that leads me to this. I I. I completely forgot about this. Your first time playing with us. <laughs> oh, yeah. You uh, had, like, the flu. Oh, it right? was terrible. It was, it, yeah, I think it probably was the flu, thinking about it now. Because, <laughs> like, I was, I was out of commission. Like, I was, I like, I saved up all my energy to play the shows. Like, I yep. was, like, I laid in the back. I was just like, hey, Matt. It's cool if I just lay in the back. And like, I, I didn't don't feel good. I didn't know you well. And the thing that's funny is all you people who know Jed, um, and and everyone else who knew you, the biggest thing they talked about was like, no man, Jed's personality, he's larger than life, man. And he's <laughs> he's he's funny and he's always ready to go. And so, you know, that was the first time we played, and we played up near Chicago on the way up to Spring Hill Camp. Yeah, and we played a Wednesday night, I think, we, and then uh, Thursday right? night. No, Thursday you're, night. You're right. Their Thursday night worship service because like then, just outside Chicago. Because Spring Hill was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong. This was also a trip. There was a ton of snow. Oh my gosh! It and, was amazing. And they let us leave our trailer there, like we parked it because we knew we were going to Michigan. Yes. Was was this the same trip where? It snowed so bad on the way to Michigan that we had to stop? Or was that a different trip? I think it was a different trip, but that trip was amazing because (laughs) we all got out of the freaking van and we all got our stuff 
And whoever was, I don't even remember who the last person was, but we had essentially pulled up. We were trying to keep going forward, and then we were stopped by a police officer making sure that people weren't continuing driving. Yeah, yeah it was like, officer, should we, like, we're not from here. Should we keep, because we were an hour away. Oh, okay? yeah, we were, like, so close. It's like, should we keep going? And he was like, um, I would get off the road. Yeah. And we stopped in this horrible, tiny like little motel. hotel. Yes. Motel, and, specifically. And, and I think Chase got out last. Oh, man. It was it was bad. And the door but... locks were froze. Uh-huh. So, like, what, what, but the thing that's hilarious is I don't think Chase really realized that, like, because we, we had gotten out, got all our stuff, stayed in our room, opened the door to get our other stuff because mm-hmm. we were, you know, going in and out to make sure guitars, drums, yeah. certain things that needed to be warmer were brought in. So we all left, got into our, like, you know, you know what you do. Like, when you're with a bunch of dudes, you claim your bed. Like, you, you claim your bed. <laughs> and true. so you don't really pay attention to what's happening. By you the just way, go get your bed. you are a master of that. I don't I don't think people pay attention enough when they're, when they're on the road with me. That... Like you're you're kind of sneaky about it. Like, oh yeah. You know when you go in, you're like, I gotta make sure I get the beds that I'm getting. And the mm-hmm. next thing you know, like Jed's got a room. Sc- Sorry, that's that's. Oh yeah. I like that about it's, you. It's it's you gotta be tactical, if you will, because I mean, you know, you don't want to give away that you like you're actually trying to get a really good spot. Right. But at the same time, you're like, okay. Uh, as long as I beat them upstairs, I'll get my bed. <laughs> so Chase. Closed the door. Yeah, well, he thought he closed the door. (laughs) But all of the locks were frozen. Yeah. And so the door swung open, and we didn't see it. Yeah, it basically hit. He heard it make the sound, but didn't turn around to make sure it was closed. And then the latch didn't latch. And 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 our van is horrible about that, by the way. It it has continued to be one of the the faults of that van now the back just creaks the back one too does not you have to hit the hand sorry uh and so we came out the next morning and do you remember what we saw snow inside the van (laughs) but it had it had perfectly formed like a human oh yeah it it was it was crazy it was just like the way that the snow was blowing in you're like is there somebody in there (laughs) and jace was like i don't think he was happy because then his seat was wet. That is yes. And that that's was very chasey. But but that was a different trip, but the first trip you played with us, you I think had the flu and you literally laid in the back yeah. as we drove and slept because you dude, you were sick, man. That this yeah, isn't and like I couldn't a, I wanted to hang out and I couldn't. Yeah. Well I like, just was like We stayed at a house that night, do you remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they all wanted to hang. And I will tell you this. One thing you have to know about Jed this is one reason I, one of the many reasons I love playing music with you, is because you are the guy that is there for more than just the stage time. So like you're relational, and you always want to be hanging out and being like that's part of your ministry, yes. is having conversations with people and like being silly. And some of the people who listen to this, I know they've seen us at camps. And if you remember, I'm specifically thinking of Little Grassy Camp. Uh, oh, yeah. Jed is a dancing machine. And uh, that's one thing that people love about you is like, you know, especially when when uh, Dance Dance Revolution was like, 
making a comeback on like game systems. Every church was like, "We're gonna Matt, have dance." Matt, 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 stop before you before you hurt yourself. Oh no! Uh, Matt's showing his age. It's it's not dance dance revolution. Because that's 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 way way older. <laughs> was Dance Dance Revolution the arcade game? Yes. What's yes, yes, yes. what's the one you played? It's uh, what is it? I know what it's called. It was just <laughs> in my head, so I'm now showing my age. Ah, uh-huh. oh, what's it called? It's uh, Just Dance. That's it. Just Dance and Just Dance Two and Just Dance yes. Three. And, um, I'm glad you called me out on that. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, like every church youth group was having that. And Jed was like always the first dude in there. So on that particular trip, you know, everybody had told me all these positive, awesome things about you being like a hang person and you you weren't hanging out at all. At all. And so honestly, dude, after that first trip, I was like, well, that guy kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody said these neat things. But again, you were a great drummer and you just weren't feeling good. So... So that was that was like how we met, and and then like a two year run, man. You you were playing all the shows with us, and uh, you know we we were averaging, I think at least with you, like close to seventy or something like that, seventy or yeah. eighty. I mean, we we were playing a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's tricky. Again, like you and Chase lived in Nashville. Oh and, yeah, with carpool. Yeah, and and a lot. I think Ryan was playing bass with us a lot then. Did you did you play bass a lot with David Gross? I mean, did you play with David Gross a lot? Uh, I played a decent amount with him, like okay. uh, the the latter half. Okay, uh, yeah. David yeah. started to be the guy then. Yeah. Okay, because I always, it's fun to do this and try to remember who played music with who. <laughs> right. Um. And I and the one thing that blows people's minds, they do not understand how this works. Because <laughs> it's true. <laughs> because you know, we we barely get any practice time, like yeah, barely yep. any. Yep. Usually, if we're at a camp, we're lucky because there's some off time to run songs, right? Um, but if we're playing like a one-off, like you know, just one gig, we show up, we sound check, and it's usually, hey, what songs haven't we played together for a little bit? Let's hit those. <laughs> yeah. And then you never know who's with you. So, like, especially you can speak to this as a drummer. Playing with a bass player is is very key to oh locking gosh. into a groove. Yes, for sure. Because, like, there's, especially with someone new, there's a level of, I don't know you very well. Uh, I need to feel out how you play on top of how I naturally play. So there's a little bit of this push and pull that happens in the early stages of playing with a new bass player. Yes. Because it's like, oh, is he gonna you know, do some syncopations here when I'm playing straight? Or is he gonna fall into what I'm playing? Or vice versa? Like there's so many different things to, to go about that. And it's just like the bass players that I'd played with, I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is good stuff. So. Yeah, because I, I know, you know, Ryan, and David and even and even Corey. I don't think you Corey, played yep. as much. Well, I guess in the beginning. No, you yeah, did. In the beginning. Yeah, I played with Corey, Corey for a while, and then um, he got busy with Walmart and wife and baby and all that kind of stuff. So it was just like, well, all right, Corey, start a family, dude. Did you know Ryan before? Yeah, I knew Ryan from Arizona. I always forget that. In fact, did you recommend Ryan? Yeah, I did. So it was. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. I act like this was 18 years ago. Um, but it's it's funny to like just think how everybody meets. And that's also like why while it's weird and you always have to be prepared as a great romance musician, um, it's also kind of the fun. Uh, cause, oh, yeah. Because Graham even talked about that. He said, you know, we've been blessed to have really good musicians. And so everybody shows up and you all have put in the work on your own time. 100%. That's the key. Yeah. That's how it works. So because if you didn't, uh, we would really be bad. I mean, you 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 can't. I don't think it's yeah. possible to do that and play yeah. with us. Absolutely. Because like the thing is, is about when you get to when you can consider yourself professional level. Here's the here's here's a baseline is you show up prepared whether you've played with the band or not. That's that's the baseline. If you can play the part and then also make adjustments on the fly because of the other musicians, you know you're getting somewhere and right. have enough talent to get yourself further. Cuz that's the thing is like when I was a kid, like I was like, "Oh man, I don't even know where I stack up against these people. I feel like I can play that. I feel like I can do that." And it's just like, "Yeah, you can." It's just now they're just the nuances that you have to learn right. as a musician to, you know, be like, okay, so they're playing this. I need to adjust to this. Okay, vocals are doing this. I can't necessarily do a fill here yeah. unless it's hitting every single hit that they're doing vocally. Right. And, and just all those minor nuances that you learn as where do I sit in the entirety of the band? Am I playing too much because I'm excited? And those are the things you got to pull back yeah. on just to be like, okay. Uh, yeah, I got a little excited. Sorry. Yeah. Well, and that's another good thing about you is if we were playing a place and we had like downtime and little, I said little kids, and younger people wanted to be a drummer, you would always talk to them. And I think you're good at instructing people on some of those things that you're talking about. Like, you know, why you don't play a fill at the end of every phrase of ev- of every song <laughs> yeah. because it becomes redundant and then it you know like it's it it stands out more when you're only doing two of them as exactly. opposed to 27 it's things like yeah. that that I've even mm-hmm. heard you say um so actually this this will bleed perfectly into this so you played with us for about 2 years you know most most of the dates and then uh, towards the end, you had an opportunity to audition for Sidewalk Profits. Yeah. And I remember those conversations of like, you know, you were getting to this point where we, we were playing a lot and you had met mm-hmm. Ashlyn and like, I hope and you can talk to this as, as much as you want to as well. Like people have to understand the balance of. Oh my gosh. 100%. You, you have these dreams and desires of doing this professionally and then sometimes you realize maybe maybe this isn't everything i wanted it to be and i don't want to live in a a 15 passenger van (laughs) um and eat camp food you know 30 times in the summer like uh so that opportunity is coming on and can you kind of talk about like what was going on in your head about you know do i even try out for this yeah. You know, what what was kind of going on at that in that moment in Jed's life and brain? Yeah. So starting from the beginning, my roommate Brian Weaver, um, he still does music, but he's a he's a good friend of mine. 
very he's like a contract dude this guy like self makes himself like he just he's like oh, yeah. oh realtor okay cool i'll do it oh con- general contractor sure i'll go and get that so he's a general contractor he's oh, a oh i didn't know that is that a new a broker yeah well it's kind of newer okay. within like the past year or so mm-hmm. but yeah he's a broker he's a realtor he's a um uh what did i just say general contractor but mm-hmm. anyway he was like hey uh, I just heard that Sidewalk Profits was starting to audition drummers. Want me to throw your name in there and see if that's something you'd be interested in? And I was like, Yeah, sure. Yeah, that that would be that'd be really cool. Sure. And so, uh, and and what's crazy is like they they were because I was a friend. Um, they because they were starting to close off audition submissions because mm-hmm. I had heard of this after like the deadline was literally two days from when I heard about it. Oh man. And so I got in touch with Ben. I was like, hey, man, like, is it cool if I – because I'm, I'm on the road right now. I didn't have time to really make a little audition video, and I'm going to do this justice. So went into a, one of one of my buddy's studios. Uh, well, it's not his. He's just an engineer there, Addiction Studios in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like – I was like, hey, man, can I just record a, a drum video? I'm just going to play on top of this, this song for an audition and going to videotape myself. And so – did that audition, sent the video, and then um, they about after about a week or two, they requested another video. Hey, can you play this? Uh, and then play this. So I recorded two more other videos, um, and I think they may still be up on YouTube. So yeah. if you find it, good for you. What do we look uh, for? Um, Jed Primero audition video. You can try that. Yeah, Sidewalk Profits audition or something like that. I don't okay. remember what it, what I called it, but. Um, just go for it. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't too happy because they were they were essentially one take videos. I was like, eh, <laughs> I don't have time. I just got to send these videos in, and I I wasn't really happy with my performance to be honest with you. Yeah. And, but I was just like, I just got to get this out no matter what and whatever. So, ended up getting a callback. Um, and so there were I think ten drummers that they picked from. They were also auditioning keyboard players. Is one of the songs impossible? Uh, yes. And is one of the songs Give Me Christmas? Yes. I found them. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So there are Christmas songs, that. Okay. So yeah, did that whole thing. Um, And then I got a call back. And so I ended up, uh, and they're like, okay, learn these, uh, I think, eight songs or something like that. And then uh, we'll just have you play two of them. And then we'll jam with the band. So came in and auditioned. It was like in a two-day ordeal type thing. Uh, and I was later contacted. I was like, hey, you're in the top three of our selections. Um, however, we didn't select you this time around. Um, so I didn't get the gig uh, mm-hmm. at first. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then so I just went on my merry way. Uh, and then uh, about a year later, the the drum like Ben contacted me. He's like, "Hey, Jed." Um, oh yeah, sorry. Even before that, Ben McDonald was like, "Hey, man, like let's let's go get some coffee. Let's uh, let's chat a little bit." So Ben was very intentional about the people he was uh, bringing into the band because mm-hmm. he wants them to align with their vision and ministry and. Uh, if you've ever gone to a Sidewalk Profits concert, their tickets are only like ten bucks. They like to keep their ticket prices low, to allow I, their their mission is to not make money, but to share the gospel, and that's the thing I love so much about those guys. Um, 
Cal, Dan, Dave, like they're just they're awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome dudes. And so we can add them to the list of good people that we've met in Christian music. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Sidewalk Prophets. You made awesome the list, dude. Sidewalk Prophets. Yes. Ding ding ding. Um so yeah, moving on from there, like I uh ended up getting a call and and what's crazy is i i had actually moved away from nashville at that point yeah i moved to kansas city kansas city uh, to to chase my my girl um my fiance and i was just like you know what i love music and and i'll and i'll talk about this is just like the reason why life changed and everything like that but let's just continue on with this story so (laughs) ended up going on the road with a sidewalk they um so that was it was a lot of fun and they were like hey man we need a drummer for our summer dates would you be interested in coming out and doing an audition just but with actual with an actual audience um and everything like that so they ended up asking me to join uh for the summer had audition or not audition but rehearsal but remember you wrestled with that decision oh i did a little bit because we played a gig in between there and you were like i don't think i should but i want to and i and i remember we had some conversations at length of like you really should at least do this so you're never left with wondering what 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 yes what if i what if i did it or what if you know because yeah yeah because i was just like oh man like this relationship like i'm I'm totally going to marry this girl. And, you know, something from the beginning um, of our relationship was just like she would have had a really hard time dating a musician. Yeah. I mean, because she, she was also doing music, like, professionally and decided not to do it just because of how messed up the industry can be uh, from time to time. Because it's not for everyone and everyone out there who's thinking of doing this just needs to understand there are variables that you just don't know until you do this Mm -hmm. and what you and i have found out is we can we both still love music and you can still play music Mm -hmm. and not have to play 200 dates and be on a record label to fulfill your musical Exactly. needs and desires especially from a ministry standpoint because not i will we'll go back to what you said but like you play at your church yep. and so you're still able to play drums for jesus exactly you just do it at a church and that is fulfilling for you and it 100%. doesn't mean like it doesn't mean like if i'm desperate you know and you're available that i still can't make a call and be like hey i got this like camp or could you play a you know, oh, yeah, totally. And, and sometimes you can, and sometimes you can't. Uh, mm-hmm. But so so that's what you were going through. So you jump out, you go on the road with them. Yep. And how was the, that run? That About how many dates was that? Do you remember? That was seven, okay. seven or eight. Yeah, seven okay. or eight dates. Um, and honestly, Matt, <laughs> let's put this on the record. Okay. And so Sidewalk, if you hear this podcast, I do apologize in <laughs> advance. But I didn't give them my best. Okay. okay. I was I was distracted. Your heart I was wasn't so, in it. So it wasn't in it, man. Like yeah. I was 
I was fighting this inner battle like Jed, you're on the road. You're you're playing music. This is what you 16-year-old Jed wanted. Yeah. And it's finally here. And this is just going to be a springboard to continue to push my dream of playing with artists like John Mayer, Bruno Mars, like you name it. My goal was to make it big time. And I was going to do everything I could to get there. And then as I got older and realized like this this time in my life, I'm like I want a family. Like that that's the thing that resonated most is just like, cool, I've now gotten a taste of the road and yeah, I just oh, I still get pits in my stomach that like I I was taking an opportunity away mm-hmm. from someone else that could have done better. Yeah. And I was blessed with the opportunity to go and do this thing and it was just like I did not give them one hundred percent. I didn't give them all of Jed because I was so worried about everything else that was going on in my life and and yeah. and, and my care and concern for Ashlyn and, and just like I want her to be happy but I also want to be happy and being on the road I thought I was going to be happy but home is where the heart is and well and you can't you can't fake that stuff man you know like you feel <clears throat> so being a youth pastor now uh, I tell the kids and they probably joke about it now Whenever they're talking about their emotions or like their feelings, I say all the time, you feel how you feel. I'm never going to question how you are feeling or like, you know, and so I think what people listening to this, some of them might be like, well, wait a minute. So you moved to Nashville. You were there for barely a year. You got a gig playing about 70 dates a year, you know, making a little money on the side getting to do what you love, getting to travel to some cool places, mm-hmm. uh, hang out with hopefully some cool people that you enjoyed being on the road with, still Definitely. getting still getting to live life. And then, then within a short amount of time, within like two more years, you've got this opportunity to take the next step. That's what people dream about. And honestly, let's just throw this out there. That's what some people kill for is oh, to totally. take the natural progression in a short amount of time because it usually yeah. doesn't happen like that, dude. Yeah. You know it, that. It, it doesn't. And so there was so many things going on in my head. It's just like people would kill to be here. Mm-hmm. Like they would they would be like, "Okay, cool. Let's break up. I get to I get to do this right. selfish thing right. of like, "Oh, yeah, I'm finally here. I can do it." But I'm like, "No. Yep. That's silly. I want a family. I want to be a dad, a mm. present dad." Yeah. And so so say Ashlyn and I continued on in our relationship, and I continued to do music selfishly. Mm-hmm. We probably wouldn't be together. Right. We, we like, most definitely would not be together. And, and, and how many times do you and I know stories that are similar to that where people... Look, and I'm not judging anyone, okay? Everybody's where they are. Everybody's different. So yeah. there are some people who they've let their career... Um, drive all of their decisions and some people have decided like look i can't be distracted by a girl i can't be distracted by a relationship i i'm gonna do this i'm gonna kill myself for it this is what i want i think what you and i are both saying in our so many years of doing this now (laughs) is for us we found other things that were fulfilling and we both also realized, like, you know, the relationship, you know, my relationship with my wife, I was taking away some of of what she needed because I was playing too much. 
Yep. And that wasn't necessarily fair. Um, and you were like, I need to work on my relationship as well, you know, because I want a family and I want this. So you had to make a choice. And for you, I, I've talked to you enough. You're happy. And that's amazing. Yes. And mm -hmm. you've talked to me enough. And if if in the that span, I'm, I, I don't know, I've had this conversation with Chase and he's like, no, dude, I, I saw you going down this path. But I don't think everybody saw me going and being a youth pastor because, yeah. you know, I, I would be like, that's the last thing I would want to do. However, what I found is that is more fulfilling, again, for me, for Matt, than a lot of the playing and being on the road because I am like you. This is why you and I, I think, get along so well is we're both relational. And so... 100%. Yeah, like having an intimate conversation with somebody like who's struggling with something. I, I remember, I'll segue for a second. I remember um, we were at a YFC camp, which is another camp we love playing. Mm -hmm. And I, we lost you. I didn't know where you were. Um, and, you know, like on the road, I'm kind of like dad to all of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Partly because I'm like 10 years older than all of you. But like, you know, I have to take care of my boys. And so I didn't know where you were. And what I found out later was there was a, a dude who was kind of struggling with some stuff. And you were off having a conversation with him. And what's funny is, I don't know if this is the same dude, but we played a YFC this past year. And one of the kids who was working for YFC, uh, he, he wasn't one of the, what are the people that do the kitchen and stuff? Uh, like the work crew? Yeah, he, I think he was on work crew. And he was like, hey, he goes, is that Filipino guy still drumming with you? That's what he said. <laughs> Nice. I was like, way to be PC. But um, I, I said, Jed. He's like, yeah. And so we just kind of started talking. I was like, you know, Jed lives here, and like he's playing drums. And and actually, I was saying, like, and he's actually playing um, at uh, a – no, dude, I'm sorry. This wasn't this time wasn't YFC. This was Spring Hill. Um, I said, he's actually playing for me right now at a at a retreat in Wisconsin with some oh, other guys. That was super recent. Yes. Yeah, and I was like and so he, you know, I'm here and he goes um yeah, he's like that dude really um ta like talked me through some things cuz he was a drummer, aspiring drummer, and he's like um I know this might not seem like a big deal, but he's like those conversations he had with me and took the time to talk to me uh, really validated me um and that dude means a lot to me. I was like and that's oh gosh i know I even remember like who but, this is but that's you dude and so that's that's the thing uh you know i try to get us back on track is is that's why you got into this too is to do ministry and so 100 percent. you've been able to find a way to do ministry mm -hmm. i've been able to way to find a place to do ministry and the one great thing about the great romance um I, I'm never going to say, you know, like, what would have happened if we got on a label? Who knows, you know? But because we do it the way we do it, our schedule is what we want to make it. Um, mm -hmm. We can play as many or as few. And, and I'm not taking that for granted because there's a lot of people who would kill to be where we're at. And five years from now, maybe nobody wants to hear from The Great Romance. So, totally so be it man and who cares <laughs> i i really yeah that's where i'm at now like i i do this because i love it i haven't hung it up yet because god hasn't said i don't want you to play any more shows um right but i've definitely rolled back the shows you know that 
because yep. you know I don't play as much as I used to. But that's because I want to be at home with my church and I want to be with my kids. Like they've become my kids. And that's where Jed's heart is, is to make a difference in people's life. Fair? Yes, very fair. Yeah. 100%. And so you were finding out your heart wasn't in it and uh, they offered you the gig, right? Well, like the thing is, is like they they knew I wasn't oh, really in it. it. Like mm-hmm. I just, it was a conversation that didn't necessarily need to be. Because like Ben was like, hey man, like we would love to have you. Like right. the way that you align with our band, like we want you to be part of the band. But it's mm-hmm. just like, and he didn't say we want you to be part of the band. It was just like he was leading down that path because right. he was really excited that he found someone. Mm. but i was just like ah, i just i struggled with it he mm-hmm. talked me out he's like hey man just come out on the road for a few dates yeah. and, and just see how you like it they were cur- um, clearly pursuing you do you know what yes. i mean like hey mm-hmm. this is a good fit which doesn't surprise those of us that know you because also we haven't talked about this at all so like jed's a great drummer but he's also a great singer and so that that you can't always find that combination of somebody that can sing harmonies and even lead on a couple of of songs that we've done, like when we would do covers and stuff, you know, oh, yeah. from Those the drums, uh, which I will tell you this, speaking of YouTube videos to look up, uh, I don't remember if I put it on our page. I think I did. If you go to the Great Romance YouTube page, there's a video of us <laughs> us playing Shut Up and Dance Oh yeah, from YFC Camp, and they like kind of shot it, and like Jed's in the back, and you like count us off, and like if you just want to see Jed in his glory... Uh, with a big grin on his face, having a blast, go watch that video. So that's oh man, I love that song. Throw that out there. It's so much, so much fun to play. So, so it it didn't work out uh, because yeah. that just wasn't your path. And yeah. So the heart wasn't in it. Like yeah. it's just crazy to me. It's just like Jed. Yeah. It's right here. But and it just, I didn't take it. No. I didn't take it because I wasn't there. I wasn't ready to do it. Like right. I was just like, nope, right. nope. That's not. It's not what I want. It's really not what I want. And you are you are with your fiance. You guys are going to get married. You're playing at a church. You play drums at a church in. Are you still in Kansas? Yeah. Okay, it's still in Kansas, and you still play there, right? Are you every yes. Sunday? Or are you? No, not every Sunday. Okay. I. Uh, it's it's tall ask, yeah. <laughs> just to play every Sunday, like with three services. I think mm. we're moving back down to two, but just because of COVID nineteen, like uh, craziness. Um, but yeah, I play there every now and again. Uh, so I think like once a month. Okay. Um, but because of wedding stuff, I've put out block dates just because I'm like, okay, I got to focus on my smart. final portion of my engagement here just yeah, to man. make sure everything's all ship shape. Which, by the way, this isn't PC protocol for podcasts, but I don't care. Um, we're actually going to be in Kansas uh, playing a festival. I'll get you the, I'll text you off after this is over, uh, the city. Um, I don't know how close it will be to you, to Kansas City, uh, but we're with um, I Am They and oh, uh, nice. Jordan Feliz and Seven Time Down. And so I messaged them the other day, and I'm like, that ain't happened. I'm sure that's canceled. And the guy's yeah. like, no, man, like Kansas is actually doing fairly well with, like, you know, our numbers haven't gotten ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what Kansas City is. It's probably the way, like, St. Louis is. It's a bigger city, so there's more exposure. Right. Um, yeah. but he's like, we're still on and it's in July. So I'll, I'll message you and maybe you can come out and hang or something. If you have, if you have some time and it's close. Yeah. That'd be you know what I mean? Um, so this is the last thing I'll ask you. I, man, I, 
I knew this would happen because, uh, so Jed would sit in the front with me on most band trips. We have, we had this conversation, Ryan and I did the other night. So like the, the being my co-pilot, everyone knows who sits there. They better be in the mood to talk. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Because I don't shut up and it helps pass the time to kind of have conversations. So I'd say a lot of times, unless you were just exhausted, you were sitting in the front with me and we would just talk about whatever, man, like Star Wars, movies, a lot about movies. Yep. Uh, Sometimes we would talk about your love of sushi. Jed, uh, how do you feel about sushi? Uh, I love sushi. (laughs) I love sushi. Yeah, so that 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 comes from somewhere. Uh, we we were in Alabama. Yeah, and I don't remember which city or town we were in, but we were driving by, and this there was this sushi <laughs> sign, and it the the literally the sushi place was called I Love Sushi, and so I was not being very PC. No, because I'm not even I'm not even Japanese, <laughs> nor am I really. Am I actually doing the right accent for that if they were to say it in English? But do you but... love sushi? I love sushi. <laughs> I Yes, I love sushi. Every time. I love sushi now, too. I, I didn't. I It took me a while to come around. Like, yeah. It wasn't my thing. Probably even when I first met you, it wasn't totally. my thing. Yep. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I don't really, I'm not really down for that. No, and now, and I know, like, when people talk about sushi and they're not near the ocean, I know, oh my gosh. I know people yeah. get frowned upon. Like, I understand, but there is a great place in Belleville that if you're ever here again, um, it's called Seven, and they have a lunch special. You know how I feel about oh, my lunch yeah. specials. Lunch specials. But dude, they ha- it's it's they have a and this is like a crab rangoon roll, which I know is like fried and everything, which is amazing. But then they have like a um, what's the? They have a volcano. Yes, volcanoes oh, are so good. I love it so much. And then when I'm with my one friend, um, who has a little fancier taste, they have a lobster tail roll. Oh. And it is expensive, I'm not going to lie. But, dude, it it is the best. By the way, Jed and I love to eat. Um, we do. And that was part of our conversations a lot of time. All right, so last last thing, because I know I've kept you like an hour and a half. Um, hey, it's all good. Because we had to set everything up, too. Uh, and thankfully, Jed has patience with me. Um, so I know we've talked about we played a ton. So what is, like, your favorite camp story because there's been a lot there's been some really good ones mm-hmm. this could even be a really bad one if you would like to go down yeah. that road like if you're like this is just memorable um hey as you're thinking because if you could see Jed's face he's pondering uh there there are things about like the food um <laughs> one in particular comes to mind but you don't have to go here that involved horse flies oh, um there are places that like we've stayed at that are like resorts. I mean, a lot of those oh, YFC yeah. camps are just like I'd go yep. on vacation there. And yep. then there's, you know, winter retreats where the snow is up to our thighs. Uh, and it's harder to focus on. But then some of that is fun, too. Yeah. So like what's so, yeah, you what's know, what? that stands Here, out to, to keep with the theme of like, I guess, Jed. Mm-hmm. And what makes Jed is 
judo little, jet. Little, little grassy, actually. Yeah. There, I mean, there's this senior senior boy, senior young adult man, mm-hmm. uh, who was about to, like, literally, it was after he had finished school. Like, it was mm-hmm. his senior year, last camp. And he just was unsure of what he was going to do with his life. And, like, I just I just sat him down, and we were just talking. And I was like, hey, man, like, look, life's not going to stop. Beautiful thing about where you're at is you're young. You've got plenty of time to figure out what you're going to do with your life. And there are many things that you can do. But one of the things that I just that that dawned upon me was because my mission statement ever since I was like 18 like for music was like reach those that reach the multitudes Mm. so that I could go play music with whatever band which was why my goal was John Mayer Bruno Mars Jason Raz all like the A-list like artists and because I wanted to share the gospel with them that was my goal and I believed that I could do it like I I still believe that I could do it if I really wanted to yeah um but yeah. Anyway, moving forward, um, there's this uh, this guy, and he wasn't sure. And I was just like, "Man, you know what? God's good. He's always gonna do." Um, and I know this is all stuff. Maybe a lot of you have heard, but maybe if you haven't, but God is good, mm-hmm. and no matter what, like the beautiful thing about this, and it stuck with me because like I was just like. The way I love someone and care for someone is way different than when than the way Matt loves someone yeah. or the way you love someone. And if you can just be there for someone and love them the way you were designed to love them, yeah. it's going to make all the difference because I can't love that person the same way. Yeah. I only love the way Jed loves. So hmm. do you like bring yourself, your full self and and be that for people. And then it hit me and God was like, Jed, see this? This you know that mission statement you were talking about? Yeah, this this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Cuz this kid that you're talking to is part of the multitude. Hmm. You're you're reaching one person cuz they're going to reach people that you didn't realize you had reached because of what you you're telling this young man. Right. Right. Like they're part of that multitude. You'll never talk to these people, but this young man will. And it forever changed my outlook. And I was just like, huh. So I was seeing it from my point of view. And then God was like, hey, yeah, so that thing, yeah, we, we're definitely going down the same road. Here's Here's a more zoomed in view of what this looks like, even though it was a more grand. Yeah. That's really good, like execution. dude. That honestly, too, like that is the essence of who you are, uh, and just like just to tag on that, like loving people the way Jed loves them. Uh, I think of a little church in Missouri that had a D now that we played at, and there was a young little boy um, who they had fake mustache night. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. And he gave us fake mustaches, which you already have one. Um, and so I still have the mustache on my pedal board 
because people will look down and go, "Why? what is on your pedal board that's fuzzy? And it's the fake mustache he put on it. Yes. And if you'll remember, um, I, do, I don't remember his name, but uh, you and him, like, he was kind of bashful, but he was enamored with you, dude. Like, he was all about the Jed. <laughs> and he, he, you know, like, we do this a lot, and sometimes you'll get those kids that um, they just want to hang out uh, they think we're cool. Then they hear us talk like this and they realize we're nerds, but, um, yeah, they just want to hang out. And so we try to love on them. And this kid somehow back to dancing, you started dancing and got him to like open up and he like kind of broke it down. Yeah. Like, do you remember? He busted it out. Like, like just, he just went, let loose. Like, like confidence came man. over him. Like, cause he, he did a little bit and then I would do a little bit. And then he just like he let it rip. Yeah, and we're like, just like, here we go. Like we're we're going in. So much confidence that he didn't have that whole time. You could tell he was kind of bashful, and I don't know if he had a ton of friends or not. But I remember you doing that, and I was kind of you know step back, just kind of like watching. And like he had, I might even cry. He had like the biggest grin on his face, and I'm like, it's just those moments, like you said, is where God just reminds us of like. This is what this is about. Yes, you're here to play songs. Yes, you're here to lead people in worship. That's part of your ministry, but part, a fraction. Mm -hmm. And, And I think for us, and I know for a ton of other people out there, if we could actually make a difference in somebody's life, and making a difference usually happened from having a side conversation with the young man that you talked about. Yeah. dancing with this kid on the side that like thought you were cool and was like that guy liked me and maybe it validated him i don't know but yeah. i would say this because it, it is your essence but that's the message that i think everybody needs to know is like love people the way you know how to love them like be you but like be authentically you because people can see through phoniness oh my gosh yeah and you're not fooling anyone mm-hmm. so be like jesus uh like Lindsay and I went to um, an online orange conference. Uh, my church just had us go through and like some people I know are probably tired of me talking about it, but it really had an impact. Yeah. And their, their whole thing was like, you know, it's, it's, it's simple and it's everybody's like, we hear it all the time, but like you have to love people. If you don't love people, like, like everyone, the people who are hard to love people who drive you nuts the people who, for me, make everything about politics, and I hate politics, um, <laughs> and it and it grates on my nerves, but I have to love them. And why do I have to love them? Why do you have to love them? Because that's what Jesus did. Yep. And so we have to be like Jesus, or none of this really matters. And dude, you know, like, that's why I love you, because you love people. Um, you have one of the biggest hearts of anyone I've ever met. Um, you you think about people's feelings and emotions and uh, I will cry about this you know Mother's Day was yesterday and that's hard for my wife because we don't have children and you sent her a text um, and that's who Jed is and I'm not saying this to pat Jed on the back because that's not who you are at all you don't need somebody to go, Jed, you're so awesome, man. You're just aware of people's feelings and like you you really do and I dude, I know I know you're not perfect. Okay. I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, do that. 
but like you love unconditionally. And so if you get anything out of this rambling of podcast and loving sushi, um, understand like that's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I know Jed wants you to do is he wants you to love people unconditionally and you're good at it, dude. Like I, I'm sure it didn't happen overnight or maybe with you, maybe it did cause you're Jed, but <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's in your nature and it's in your DNA, but you do practice it and you're, you're cognizant of it and you, you, you make an effort to do it. So like, uh, yeah, dude, this has been an hour. Um, and I love, and I love every bit of it. And especially this last part, I hope people listen through the funny and the silly and Oh, the yeah. music. I hope they get to this. Yeah. Cause this is, this is what all of this is about. And this is why I like really have enjoyed this podcast thing is because it, I get to have conversations with like my friends, but I also get to hear why they do what they do. So mm-hmm. like, I really appreciate you telling that story. Um, I think it's a good lesson for people. Yeah. Thanks man. Like it, it's, it's been an honor, like just yeah, being on your podcast. Like I, we could maybe even have a part two. I'm down for part two. We're, well, we're going to have to because in, <laughs> in true fashion, I had a list of questions and we got to two of them, which is oh. great. So that leaves for other people. So I hope other people will listen to this, you know, it'll, when it comes out, which remember in podcast world, you can't tell dates because you can't mm. tell when you recorded stuff. Apparently right. that's a no, no, which I, I don't understand it. Um, but, you know, I love you. And when your wedding happens, whether it's virtually or whatever, uh, you know, I'm going to try to be there. Um, tell Ashlyn, hey, that's Jed's fiance. I think we can say her name. And <laughs> um, thanks for doing this and taking the time to do this. I love you. And love you too, uh, I miss playing music with you too, man. Uh, Absolutely. I do miss it, but we'll have to hang. So uh, that's Jed. I'm Matt. This has been the Great Romance Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace. Bye.